One more unrecorded no. joke for that was uh, great that, Yeah, that was, I mean, that was one of the best. MK Paulson, what the hell is this? Hey, Simon Gibson, this is Roommates for Life, America's best podcast uh, for adult pores and more. Yeah. Adult roommate pores and more. We're and in more. and more now, so that's We're very exciting. Uh, MK, you look great, you know, for our audience uh, who's listening. Describe what you're wearing. It's a nice, Thank like, you. I am uh, wearing a, a strapping, uh, what is it, uh, plaid shirt yeah. with an undershirt. I yeah. am next to the window, so my lighting's pretty good, although I do look a little shiny right now. You look you look glossy, but I got to say, it's a nice, you got a nice coat. I'm going to call what you got on Thank your forehead you. a nice Thank coat. You. Thank yeah, you. you got the... Uh, what do you got the uh, weatherproofing on your uh, forehead there? So That's really what you want. Yeah, I do feel like I look blotchy. I went to the beach the other day. Not to lay out. You have to stay active, but you can walk on the beach. That's great. That's great news. Mm-hmm. Wearing a face mask, I assume? Wearing a face mask and a hat and uh, a full body um, hazmat suit. So. Wow. Wow. Well, <laughs> I, you know, you said you said you didn't have a hazmat suit. That's so. true. But I got one because not not for the pandemic, just because anytime you go in the water in Venice, uh, you really want to wear a hazmat suit. So. Yeah, for the the needles. Yeah, the, the needles. needles is bigger. Yeah. Concern. Well, well, MK, you know, I could talk about your hazmat suit all day long. <laughs> All day. And we have, uh, for those of you listening, we do have a Patreon. If you want to listen to some bonus content, uh, yeah, subscribe to our Patreon. We have a lot of hazmat episodes up there right now. It's pretty much all hazmat material yeah. up there. We thought of starting a second podcast called Has Talk, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hazmatic, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hazmania. Uh, uh, yeah, Hazmania. We got it all. We, we got, got it, it all. But I'm, I'm guessing you wanted to introduce our amazing guest today, right? Yeah, I want you to do that. Yeah. You want me to do that? All right. Yeah, you do. Uh, I'm so excited. We have truly a wonderful comedian. You've seen her on The Daily Show. You can check out her podcast. It is called That Black Ass Show. And it's also her background right now. Put your hands together for the amazing Dulce Slow. Hello, friends. Looking <laughs> good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. My skin has been going through a time in the core. As, yeah. Uh, my friend just like to call it. So it's been an interesting journey that we've gone through. It seems like a journey. I mean, I mean, it looks great, you know, to be honest. Both of you guys. Both Thank you guys you. are looking See, good. I'm feeling my skin like it's looking blotchy and overly shiny right now. But, you know. Yeah. And if you don't know, there is a setting on Zoom called Touch Up My Appearance. Oh, really? Wait, how do I do this? (laughs) Oh, my God. No, what have you done? (laughs) You click on more, and then you go to meeting settings, and it's the third one down, and it says Touch Up My Appearance. Wow. Let's see. Let's see if it were. I mean, our audience, you know, won't be able to see. Maybe I'll do this as the clip, MK uh, making himself hotter. Wait, how? Okay, it's under video? <laughs> no, you go to, you click on the more. So there's the up at the top. Where yeah. You see, like stop content participants. There's the more with the three dots. Oh, I see. I and see. Then the, and then you click meeting settings. And that, that pop, and then there's a uh, menu that pops up. And the third one down is touch up my appearance. Oh, I don't have meeting settings. Aren't oh, you yeah. the host? I am. I don't have you... meeting settings either. What? Edit. I can edit my profile picture, but that's all. Wow, this is hot, hot material for, <laughs> for yeah. folks we're gonna spend. We're going to spend the rest of the day after the show figuring <laughs> this out. Uh, because now I want it, too. I want yeah. it, too. We are Our writing... It already looks better. It does. It looks on crayon, as they say in France. I mean... <laughs> That should be the new slogan. Maybe maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Zoom settings. <laughs> well, have you heard about that phenomenon now where like people are getting surgery to try to make themselves look like certain Instagram filters? Whoa. <laughs> Wait, this is a thing? Mm-hmm. So like the uh, the narrowing of the nose, the enlarging of the lips. Yeah. Um, 
So like they want a black lip with like a Caucasian nose. You're going to look wild. Um, yeah. And then they're trying to make like the eyes bigger. It's, this is body dysmorphia at a whole yeah. new level. Yeah, it's insane. I want someone to, someone to put on the, like the cat ear uh, um, <laughs> filter. <laughs> I want the one where I just have a flower. Yeah. <laughs> and sparkles permanently stuck around me. I did do I did do a flower picture yesterday on my stories, and I'm I, I got a new mask that I was excited about. And there's something very bizarre about a mask picture, but you're floral. That uh, ooh, it's a it's a unique take on it. No, it's not. Everybody's doing it. Uh, <laughs> Dulce, thank you for being here. So tell us about uh, that black ass podcast. <laughs> so that black ass show. That black ass show. <laughs> it's okay. This is, the, this is the only why I'm here. I mean, um, everybody's talking about it. It was on it was, Best Podcast of the Week on Spotify and the Laugh Out Loud playlist. I mean, people are raving. How do we get our podcast on those lists? But also, please tell us about yours. Listen, I don't know because I'm just – so basically, we're talking. I'm talking to black creatives about oh, cool. uh, the black TV shows and movies and like plays and stuff that were um, that like influence culture and can still continue to influence culture and how they influence them. So yeah. that's oh, what we're talking about. So I uh, some guests. I talked to Thea Vidal about Thea. Oh, cool. Um, Derek Gaines talked about Martin. Roy Wood Jr. talked about the UPN network. Um, yeah. Is that that's what Fresh Prince was on, right? UPN. Fresh Prince was on NBC. Oh, right. I feel like I see. I grew up in that. Like so many of my favorite sitcoms were like Family Matters, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like that was my after-school programming, and I love those shows so much. Yeah, yeah. so it's been really good. Cause like we, um, like I talked to Justin Simeon about uh, Dear White People. He did the movie and the TV show for Netflix, and he has a movie coming out called Bad Hair about a killer weave. So, <laughs> um, basically, a weave that is killing people. It's amazing. <laughs> Is yeah. you taking the phrase, oh, girl, that's a killer wave, and then just, you know, pushed it to the next <laughs> level. Um, so, yeah, and then we're going to be talking about, like, Robert Townsend with Baron Vaughn. And um, I just wanted to talk to black creatives about, since we're, you know, good comics and actors and writers and producers, about the shows that influenced them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because Derek Gaines talked about like how the show Martin was like why he wanted to become a comic and why he wanted to become an actor and X-Men about living single and how I was like watching the show as an adult how you can really understand the show more yeah as opposed to when you watched it when you were a kid so I really wanted to talk to black people about black shows because as creatives we know more of the process that go into the making of a show now right um so the thing that was crazy was I was talking to Thea Vidal about her and her show was like in the late nineties about fighting to get black writers in her writer's room. And we're oh, still crazy. having that conversation in the 2000s. Yeah. Like in 2020, 2019, we're still like the black is black. We need a black writer. People are like, ah, I don't know. What about the this white kid that went to Harvard? He knows yeah. about black people. And like, Ugh. sure. That's who I want writing for me. Yeah. What about my friend that I yeah. was in a frat with? What about, yeah. I Get think if there's cat. anything we can all agree, it's we hate people that went to Harvard <laughs> <laughs> yeah. across the board. I don't think they should be in any writer's room. No. Well, I don't really, I guess, I don't know if I know anybody. I feel like if you went to Harvard, like, you got, like, a good job. Yeah. Like, should you be doctoring or lawyering or I don't no. know? I, 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 I guess I always found it weird that, yeah, like, if you want to be, you know, it was always the trope of like, if you want to write for the Simpsons or you want to like, you want to write on shows and sitcoms, it's like you had to go to Harvard. And I was like, how did going to Harvard make you funny? <laughs> you know? Right. This really uptight, expensive ass school. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Be able, like, how does that kid relate to the everyman? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I get are, comedy. Are there- I comedy. From extreme privilege. <laughs> you guys have a pretty diverse writer staff at the Daily Show, right? Like y'all have just all over the place and people with a lot of different backgrounds, right? I don't know. I don't know what I'm writing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we have a lot of black people our writer staff, and I work with them a lot to write stuff. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we have like two black female writers, and um, and we had yeah, 
we had Josh Johnson on this show not too long ago. Love Josh Johnson. I know. Um, I, I do too. I'm sorry? I'm sorry. I love him so much too. He's the best. He's great. Uh, and he, I work with him a lot when I do desk pieces or when I want to pitch something. I have an idea for something. I either go to Roy or go to Josh. Right, right. Because um, Roy, like, and as soon as I got there, because, like, kind of when you start there, it's like, it's like, you know, the running of the bulls that they do in Italy? <laughs> Your first day at work is someone just pushing you into the running of the bulls. Yeah. And then you're like, ah, I'm trying to. And then Roy would just reach out and go, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey, man, how do I do this? And then he'd tell me, and then I'm right back in the race again. Right. So, you know, you kind of eventually catch up. And you're like, all right, I don't have to run. I can just kind of watch this. I can sit up, and I jump in and I jump out. And then, you know, eventually I'm riding a bull. Me and him have come to an agreement. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> me and the bull, we're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> and we're getting tapas and, you know, and sangria together. We have a great time. Yeah. Oh, it's in Spain. I'm stupid. It's in Sp- I was going to say, I was like, I'm not going to correct anybody. No, 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 no. But, but here's the thing, though. We got there. We got yeah. there. I got there. Oh, yeah. Tapas. Ben, yeah. you know you were in the wrong country. Oh, yeah. I said, and I was like, no, I was, like, I was just thinking about tanning white people. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you, um, wait, I have to say, so one of my favorite things about seeing you on The Daily Show is the outfits you get to wear, which I know maybe... I remember the first time you were on, you had that beautiful floral jacket that was just like, I was like, I could watch the show just for that. Is that, yeah. does yeah, that make my, me the gayest person on the planet? Probably, but. Yeah, that's my jacket. Is it your jacket? Yeah, that was my jacket. They didn't give you that in like wardrobe or anything like that? No, I've got like five of them joints. Like in the, uh, <laughs> they're all from Rainbow. They were all like eight bucks. Like those are all, if you see me in a floral print, they're all my, like, I've got like a leopard print one and then like four different floral print ones. Those are all my jackets. Oh, I love uh, it. So, yeah, I was talking to Wardrobe. And so, when I started, like, this is your first piece, you know, you can bring. Because, um, like, I did my first piece, like, my first week on the show. Right. Yeah. So, I remember that. Yeah. Was- you crushed it. It was great. Thank yeah. you. Um, and so, you know, we were still getting my wardrobe together and me and our. Um, our wardrobe head, uh, Shannon Turgent, me and her talked about, and she's like, you know, you see, she's like, you wear a lot of colors, you wear a lot of prints, so let's make sure that, you know, when we get your wardrobe for the show, that it incorporates my style. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a lot of colorful jewelry, a lot of, like, you know, I like big rings, so I have rings on. Um, the great thing was they, uh, I still get to do my nails however I want. That's um, so cool. The only thing is, like, I have to be careful with greens because I got my nails done for St. Patrick's Day. Oh. And we were uh, going to shoot something, and my nails matched the green screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it looks like you just had hollow fingers. <laughs> well, I was like, so, yeah, my fingernails matched the chroma key. So they're like, okay, you have to shoot something, but you have to get this, you have to get all this green taken off because otherwise whatever the background is is going to be on the tips of my fingers. Yeah. Because my fingers are the same green as the green screen. That's funny. That's the only thing I have to be careful about is, you know, the wrong color green. Otherwise, if I'm standing in front of a city, it's going to be pieces of it on my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I just get to um, wear my hair like I want. And they've made, and uh, Trevor loves seeing my afro out. So, but I think one time I did like my head wrap and we were in rehearsal and I was like, can I just keep my head wrap on? And Trevor's like, yeah, I love it. You look great. Sure. Are, so, you doing, are you doing anything fun with your hair for quarantine or like any, since you have time to do like grow it out or anything like that? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the point, you know? <laughs> and, and the words of, the, like, because, like, that's why I thought it was so great. Like, those mayors in Italy were so pissed that, like, this time I got Italy right, where, like, they were trying to quarantine and people kept going out. Did you see this video? Because it was just various mayors of different towns in Italy just cussing people out. Like, stay the fuck in There's, your house. Yeah. yeah. One, like people had hairdressers coming to the house and he's standing in front of this like a he's sitting in front of this official desk and he's like, the fuck you got a hairdresser coming to your house for? You ain't going nowhere. Everybody coming to see you. So <laughs> another dude just walking around his town and some dudes like outside playing like handball. He's like, what the hell are you doing out here? He's like, what? And he was like, I am the mayor of this town. I will fight you. Go home. And I was like, this is hilarious. But yeah, my hair has been in twist braids the entire time. My afro has not been out. Yeah. 
the entire time of quarantine. I've had on a bonnet or a head wrap. When we shoot for the show, I have a head wrap on. I'm like, I'm not doing I wash it, condition it, braid it back up, not touch it. Because like, who's going to see it? I go to the grocery store with a head wrap on. So why am I styling this afro every day? It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that makes sense. I uh, so how have you been working like a ton? Is it crazy right now, or is it? Do you well, like working from home, or is it like stressful? It just like they sent us a bunch of stuff to like shoot with. So they sent us like um, they sent us like iPhone 11s to film on. Um, uh, that's nice. <laughs> uh, tripod, lavalier mics. Um, tripod, lavalier mic, Zoom recorder in case we have to do voiceover. All the accessories and accoutrement that go with that. Right. Um, I know one of the I had to make one of the props myself because they were doing something where it was like it was very early in the quarantine, and it was like one of the ways to like kind of trick the virus itself mm. to stop you from getting it. And I had to make this shirt that said "I already have Corona." Hey, you ain't got to you ain't got to give it to me. I already got it. Yeah, come down. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, like, get out of here. And so they were like, yeah, I just want a Sharpie. You can do it. I put the shirt in a box. I don't know what the hell it was. So I was cleaning up. But I have this machine called a, um, a Cricut. So I have, like, this sticky vinyl, and I cut out the shirt. I cut out the letters, and then I ironed them on, and, you know, stuck them and ironed them on the shirt. And when we are shooting it, Trevor was like, where did you get the shirt? It looks so professional. I was like, I made it. He was like, what are you, what's going on over at your house? <laughs> I mean, you're, starting you know, a, you're starting a new business, the screen printing, yeah. Because, like, with my, I don't know if you can tell, but, like, my water bottle, I have, like, a little butterfly on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've got, like, my initials on the other side. This is real funky. I can turn this off. Point was made. You see it. Um, yeah. And so, with But the you machine, did that yourself? Yeah, the machine will cut out. Um, oh, cool. That's oh, that's so cool. Nice. And then I've been making like these fun little trays. I've been crafting because I have a crafting area in my house. So I got this tray at the Dollar Tree and I put nail polish and glitter on it. And then with my machine. Oh my God, that's so cool. Oh, wow. You should start an Etsy store. People keep saying that. Well, people don't know. I used to have a jewelry business. Oh, really? Really? Mm -hmm. In Atlanta, I had a jewelry business. Oh, this is one I made for my friend McCalla. Uh Oh, that's right. and then my friend Derek. So apparently people were like, you're making rolling trays. And I didn't know that. So <laughs> my friend asked for a rolling tray. So I made that. Great and boy. Then, <laughs> yeah, that's his like Instagram handle and stuff. And then this is the first one I made. And this is just nail polish on this tray. And then the machine that I have cut the letters out. So I'm sending this to actually like a lady who's a nurse in Florida. Oh, so, cool. and so I've just been doing that and making mirrors and stuff. So... So was I mean, that were you were you in the jewelry business while you were uh, doing stand up or was this uh, before that? Um, when I, I started doing like jewelry and custom gifts when I was like my senior year of college, and oh. then got out of school, it was something like I used to. Like, they had like a big alumni event. I think I was like three years out of college, mm-hmm. and they hit me up, and so I spent two weeks from like nine a.m. to two a.m. making jewelry. Wow. And so, and I had all the displays and everything and I would bring my stuff with me. So if anybody wanted something custom done or if they needed a length of a chain adjusted, I would do that like on site. So I would go to different events and then I started doing um, kids' birthday parties. One of my friends from college, uh, whose daughter's named after me, um, she was the first one that I did. And so I would go to like jewelry parties and stuff. I used to sell them on... um. Groupon, which I found, that's what I found out. Groupon was a fucking scam. Um, <laughs> if you're someone selling, so like say, so like I would do a jewelry class for, I would usually do a jewelry class for 150 right? Mm-hmm. But what Groupon makes you do, like say the jewelry class is 150 Yeah. You have to put it on Groupon for half that price. And then Groupon takes half of that. So you end up getting a quarter oh, wow. of what it would be. So I had to change all my prices to say, oh, the class is really $300. Then Groupon would make me pay $150, and then I'd end up with $75. Mm. So I was like, this happens one time. I got my one. I was like, give me the fuck off of Groupon. This <laughs> yeah. Did it get you a lot of people that were, like, interested in your business or not really? 
Um, I did like one or two classes. Like this girl wanted to do like wire wrap jewelry. And so I was like, what the fuck is that? So I was like, sure. And then I had to look up what the hell wire wrap jewelry was. Um, yeah. And so I came, it was from her grandma. <laughs> I pulled up to the stranger's house. I had all the, I got a rolling bag with all the supplies in it, set everything up, did the class. And I was like, I don't know these people. I'm never doing this shit again. Yeah. Um, but for the kids, it was fun because I would do like a scavenger hunt with the kids. Um, and then they would have a craft that they would make after the scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. So the kids had like a, there was a princess kitten party, which was hard as hell because I didn't know no kittens could be princesses. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't judge them. I love cats. You know, <laughs> of course you're royalty. I get it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So that I did a Phineas and Ferb party, a Harry Potter party, um, Minecraft party. So I had to just figure out uh, night at the museum party. Uh, that party, I paid one of my friends to play a mummy. Um, and so during the scavenger hunt, the kids had to find the mummy. So and they had to decode. Oh, that's so sweet. But yeah. so were, you, were you doing stand up at this time, or were you really just like working on? I mean, you're still this- kind of performing. It sounds like, but. Yeah, I was still, so at the time, I had a day job, I was doing stand-up, and then I was doing these kids' parties. But they didn't happen, but, like, the kids' parties were spaced, because basically, like, I ended up doing it for, like, one family, basically. So the yeah. kids' birthdays were spaced out enough during the year. <laughs> in oh, the month. Right. So yeah. I was able to, like, do that, but it was, yeah, I was doing stand-up at the same time. One of the parties I did was, like, a uh, she wanted a cat puppet party. And so I was sitting up at work one day. This is the same princess kitten party, little girl. Uh, <laughs> She's very, I, I feel like I can predict her future as a cat lady in some capacity. So. Oh, my! Um, her future and my future. Um, <laughs> I think mine too. I think this, I the, the quarantine is a dry run on me being a 70-year-old man with cats. So I'm not going to be a cat lady. I'm going to be a lady with cats. Yeah. Um, lady and the cats. <laughs> right, because I have two cats, but they live at my mom's house. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're country ass Georgia cats, so I couldn't bring them up here. No, <laughs> one of my cats. Yeah, they have to go outside because yeah. my cat Miracle. There was a time where I wouldn't let her go outside because I lived in like an apartment complex and I was worried about her going outside. And she, like, within like a couple of like tw- like two three months, she had. From basically from like her middle down had like licked off all of her fur. Like it looked wow. like she got buzz cut. The same thing like, happened to Simon actually. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I gotta go outside too, you know. Right. So but when I moved back to my mom's house and she was able to go outside, she quit doing it. So yeah. my mom was like, Your cat need to be on uh anxiety medication. And I was like, Yeah. But yeah, they like to go outside and kill shit. Miracle yeah. get on the roof. She's wow. So She's not, but yeah, it's, uh, so I was just doing a lot when I was in Atlanta and cause then everybody in Atlanta has to be like a multi, like, it's like, Oh, I'm a DJ. I'm a model. I'm a ho- I'm like, right. I don't, all these, I don't need all these slashes on your business card. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Just, well, yeah. I feel like that's a good transition. So you've lived with cats, but have you ever had any interesting roommates or roommate stories you want to share? Um, the most interesting roommate story that I have is that there was a girl in Atlanta who was like, I dated a comic and then she did stand up for a little bit and then she started producing shows. So, you know, just one of those general people who's just around. Right. Yeah. And uh, she, we did not know at the time, she said she was moving out of her apartment and was in between places. But we found out real after the fact that she had gotten kicked out of the apartment because oh, no. she wasn't paying the bills. <clears throat> Mm. Oh no! So she was out. She was out here feeding a story, and so I was like, "Well, wait, if, just crash." Because I was friends with her. I was like, "You know, just crash with me for a little bit. You'll be fine." This bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell you the number of times I would come home and all of my lights are on. Oh, <laughs> now mind you, there's. In the living room, there was two floor-to-ceiling windows and a sliding glass door. <laughs> so there was so much sunlight coming into the apartment, you couldn't tell the fucking lights were on. Because <laughs> uh, there's so much sun. You don't know yeah. that the kitchen, you didn't know the light in the kitchen was on or in the living room. 
because there's so much fucking sun. I'm like, why are my lights on? Yeah. Yeah. Why are my lights on? So I'm like, turn off my lights. And then she was like, well, give me some money. And then she was trying to get into copywriting, but she figured since you like, you know, those people that want to get into stand up and they just in our open micers and they decide to quit their day job. And you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Whoa. Hey, come on. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've been doing this for six months. You quit your job. Why? No, sweetheart. You got to be years in before I was doing stand up yeah. for five years before I was able to quit my day job. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Cause I feel like you, your like rise is pretty meteoric. At least when you were in LA, uh, I feel like you well, crushed it. Like, well, I got to, um, so hold on. So yeah. <laughs> Bitch won't turn my lights off. I look at my power bill. My power bill is $60 more than it usually is, right? And apparently she's supposed to be giving some money, and I'm not getting the money. And I'm like, okay, I understand. She's not working. But then I understand you voluntarily quit your job. You're getting a copywriting. I'm like, what the fuck? So she's like, well, I'm going to get paid. The money keeps changing, and none of the money keeps changing into my hand, right? So, and then as this is happening, we're starting to hear more things from like right. the old roommate and other, and I'm like, yo, this bitch is a con job. So I was like, I was talking to my friends and I was just like, I can't let this girl stay in my house no more. She's running up my light bill. Uh, I asked her for <laughs> groceries. That's not the same thing. Yeah. I asked you for money. I can buy my own chicken breast. I don't, plus I eat thighs anyway. What is <laughs> No. Oh my God. I've been cooking so many thighs during the quarantine and they are my favorite. The best part, dark meat is always better. I know we got to get back to your story, but how are you cooking them? I'm so curious to know. What I do is the the ones I just made the other day, there's this um, Spanish marinade called Mojo Crio. Oh. So I marinated them in that for at least 24 hours. Then I put them in the oven with like uh, onions and peppers. Every once in a while, I throw an apple in. It's kind of fun. Oh, Uh, you're putting them on on top of it on like a pan? Yeah, like it's a pan that you put aluminum foil in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll marinate the chicken. And then if there's any juice in the like left in the bag, put that in too. It's going to get cooked anyway. Right. Um, but when you get the drippings off the chicken, you still get the flavor of the marinade. And that's really mm-hmm. good. Um, but that's my favorite way to do it when I marinate them like that. Also, yeah. you've got like a, I don't know if the George Foreman grill is still out and about in these streets. But oh, yeah, I've, I've heard the name. Yeah. <laughs> thanks so much. Um, <laughs> if you marinate them and then put them on there, George Foreman. Mm. Get the nice, uh, the grill. Oh, mm, get nice and crispy. So that's my favorite way to do them. Um, I also cook them in like, uh, also we'll make like a pozole and use chicken thighs instead. Ooh, um, yeah. like, like a white pozole. So I made that the other, like literally like last mm. week I made that. That's um, so, so yes, love a chicken thigh. They're better for tacos. They're better for. And so you're, you're just like stripping the meat and like, are you getting like the boneless chicken thighs or are you getting the ones with the bone and like cooking? Them I and found like you get more meat when you get the one with the bone in. Yeah. I love it. And they're, they're, they have so much natural fat in them that like anything you cook underneath them, they like cook in that fat and it's just mm-hmm. mm, so good. It's, no. I lo- it's a game changer. So <laughs> it is because it's good because like with chicken breast, you just end up like, like what is this dust that is kind of, what, why is this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. They was juicy to start with. I don't understand what the campaign is. Um, also, when I marinate them, I poke holes on the chicken before I put them in the bag to really let the marinade oh. get out. Smart. Got step. Um, so, yeah, long story short, I told her one day she needed to move out. She looked me dead in my American Christian face and told me, um, I don't understand why I have to move out. It only costs you $60 more a month for me to live here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, uh, that's just for the lights. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. Jules says screen has not frozen. She's <laughs> <laughs> she's enraged. Yeah. She's looking. <laughs> so no, that's just I- like no one they there was never an option of like contributing to the house. It's well, just what- like well, yeah. One day she finally did roll up and she gave me like $280. Mm. But mind you, she was supposed to be giving me $300 February, March, April. Oh, wow. I think she finally gave me some money in like beginning in May, something like that. Because I knew she really had nowhere to go. So I didn't want to put the girl in the streets, right? Mm. And 
I was about to say something ugly. It's not necessary. Um, <laughs> let's just say some girls can find a bed easier than others. So you've been there. That's MK's motto. <laughs> <laughs> and so she said that to me, and I was like, "Oh, girl, you got to move out." No, 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 mommy. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, sixty more. Because I told my mom about it. She said, "So you got somebody living in your house who ain't giving you dick and not paying? Stop it! Get out of here!" <laughs> Yeah. At least if I was getting dropped off with some nice penile, you know, situations, I could at least behave the shit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that that's what your mom will, that's what your mom wants for you. <laughs> well, my mother was like, listen, what is the, there's no benefit to you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. all of my friends said the same thing. And you ain't fucking this bitch, girl, put, her, put that hoe on the street. So, <laughs> everybody was like, this girl at your house. And so, because I felt bad about it, I talked to my mom, I prayed about it, talked to her, I was like, all right, Jesus, we're going to get, she got to go. So, I was like, listen, Cause she gave so this way, so she uh she had given me some money, she found she gave me that money, and I hid the money in my room, and I was like, okay, listen, I'm gonna get you to the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, I just gave you money. I said, You gave me money for one month, you've been here for three and a half. Mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore. Because you you got my water on constantly, and that's just bad to nature. Uh because I don't know if you've ever seen that thing on Sesame Street where the little boy leaves the faucet on and the fish calls him and he's like, hey, can you turn off the water to losing my pond? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Stop it, you remember that? You're the only fucking person who knows what I'm talking about. I do. I remember I was like, I, I was like, anytime I left water on, I was like, oh my God, I'm murdering this fish. Listen, <laughs> I, I still say to myself as an adult, I'm like, if I leave the water, I'm like, oh, I was like, the fish is going to call me. Yeah. I I'm, Hello? 36, I'm 36 years old. If I leave water on, like this fish is gonna call me. So <laughs> Sesame Street and printed on Dulce Sloan as a young child to turn the fucking water off, right? Yeah. So I said I put the money up on my like, girl, you gotta go. And then she starts yelling at me. Ooh. Mind you, this is my house, the trailer that where I pay rent. And she was like, <laughs> and I'm like, Girl, yeah, you do. And I was very calm. I was like, you got to the end of the month. You found somewhere. You just, I can't, I can't afford for you to be here anymore. You're not contributing. She's like, I buy groceries. I said, girl, I can buy my own groceries. And I don't really eat the stuff that you buy. So <laughs> you're not contributing. You're not helping. You can't stay here. And she looked me, like I said, dead in my American Christian face. <laughs> and said to me, well, doing this, at least I'm not a whore. Listen, the whole four months she had stayed in my house, one man came over. And also, I had another dude who I was hooking up with who she knew. So he quit coming over. And that was good dick, too. He quit coming over because she was staying there. And I was like, so not only have you stopped good dick from coming over, but you're going to call me. I was like, I don't think this bitch knows how horse work. Um, one man in three and a half months does not a whole mate, right? So she said this to me, and she's far enough from me, or I could. She was arm. She was less than arms distance away from me, right? She said it, and I closed my eyes. Everything went white. And I don't know what you believe in, but I'm telling you, my grandfather passed away when I was nine years old. And she said this to me, everything went white, and I felt my grandpa standing in front of me going, don't kill this girl. (laughs) (laughs) I felt my grandpa in front of me going, stop. (laughs) And I guess, I don't know how long my eyes were closed because when I opened them, she was freaked out. <laughs> and I had pills at the time, so I was going to mollywop this bitch. Do you understand? Yeah. I opened my home to you, let you live in here, even though I shouldn't have. Come to find out, you a con artist. This is what you do. You play on people's um, sympathies, and you gonna look me in my face and call me a hoe, mm. screaming at me. Ugh. So when my eyes opened, she was freaked out. So I don't know how long they were closed. But it was enough to scare the bitch. Yeah. I mean, I I got chills during (laughs) (laughs) And I opened my eyes and I just went, 
you have to the end of the month. <laughs> wow. And she and she left, I'm assuming. Uh. And she proceeded to keep acting a fool. Mm. Then was going to tell me, well, I, she was going to say something to some comic in the city who was further along than me about the situation. I was like, that motherfucker don't pay rent here. Because he mm-hmm. basically made him like himself like the general manager of Atlanta comedy. Like if somebody wasn't a good comic, he'd pull him to the side and tell him they need to quit. All kind of wild shit like that, right? Mm-hmm. So he's made yourself the GM of Atlanta comedy, which you are not is a GM at the address where I stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you can tell him whatever you want. So she keeps going and yelling. And I was like, do you think hollering at me is going to keep you in my house any longer? You got to the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And I just walked in my room. And then I hear the door close, the front door. And she left that night. Wow. Wow. So she called somebody up, ended up going, she called a friend of ours, tried to sell me down the creek, and now everybody's calling me because they know I'm not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. What happened? What happened? What happened? A friend of ours gets her over to a friend of theirs house. She pulls the same stunt. She's talking about she's going to pay rent. She's talking about she's going to contribute. And all she does is go buy food. So within five days, she got kicked out of that spot. And she just jumped around to people. And then a friend of ours was about to go to China to do stand-up shows out there. She's going to be gone for three months. And she's like, well, I'm going to... And we're like, no, don't let her stay at your house. She's a fucking con job. Because one time I let her use my car to go to Walmart. And she came back and she was like, oh, my God, I'm so glad. You know, I saw some police. I'm so glad I didn't get pulled over. And I was like, why? She's like, oh, because I've got warrants. And I said, I'm going to need my keys back. I'm going to need my keys back. <laughs> That's and she insane. Said, she's like, when I go to the store, and I was like, you cannot borrow my car. She said, why? I said, you have warrants. Yeah. And you're not going to get my car impounded. So, you, so you're not going to do that. Yeah. So, it's the same reason MK won't let me borrow his car. So, <laughs> you know, warrants. And, all, and you know what? It's nice to see a young white woman with warrants. You know, it's nice to see. <laughs> it is. It really is. A change to the narrative. Yeah. And so. This girl told us this is a show. Me and my friend Joe were like, come to dinner with us. We can't, the dinner ca- girl came to dinner with us. We sat her down for 40 minutes and laid out all of the reasons that this girl should not live in her apartment while she's gone. She's not going to pay the rent, go little drive the car. She got warrants. Bop, 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 right? This girl plays off of people's emotions. She's fucking con artist. She manipulates people. Yeah. Mine used to spend the whole time telling me about, you know, her mama get married on all, all these dudes and she ain't got no money. She said, but I don't do that. And I was like, oh yeah, because you manipulate women. That's what you do. Ugh. It's the same con. Yeah. You just ain't fucking nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so really you're conning yourself, you know? Right. Because you could have been catching a dick at some point. You could have yeah. been having somebody love. No, you said you a straight woman living with straight women pissing them the fuck off. I'm a, the the shelf life you have, if you're not sleeping with somebody, it's gonna be much shorter, right? Yeah. So this girl lets this bitch stay in her apartment, right? She is three days from going to China. She's getting all her stuff together. She's like, all right, I took care of this. I took care of that. All you got to do is just, you know, I'll send you the money to pay the bills. If you can get your, whatever. Keep my apartment locked out. You got the car. Guess what this bitch does? What? Gets in a wreck in this girl's car. Oh, no. Three days before this girl's supposed to go to China. Oh. You have set up <laughs> everything. Yeah. You're getting a wreck in this girl's car, and because you have warrants, you got arrested. So now this wrecked car is an impound. So she's calling my friend whose car she just wrecked to come bail her out of jail. Ooh. To come get her, and she's like, I don't have the money to bail her. I was like, fuck her. Let that hoe call her mama. No. That is not your problem. Yeah. She's like, well, the car is wrecked. It's not drivable. I said, let them fucking keep it. If the car ain't drivable, why do you need to get it out of impound? Get a tow yard. To t- it's a fucking total. Call your insurance company. An insurance company will pull it from the impound lot. The car is gone. Yeah. You're going to China for months anyway. Fuck it. Let that hoe stay in jail. She's like, what about my apartment? I was like, anybody can stay there. Just pay the fucking rent. Nobody has to be there. You're going to pay the rent anyway. But she was supposed to help. I told you that hoe was broke. She ain't going to help. Right? (laughs) 
So she was like, well, okay, to do this and help her, you know, I'm not going to be able to afford to go to China. I was like, fuck me and my friend, fuck this bitch. Do not help her. Let her call her mammy to get her out of fucking jail. <laughs> so she's like, well, I'm just going to get her. I was like, you ain't. No, you're not. You're not. So she's like, fuck it. I'm going to China. So she goes to China. That girl has to get her herself. Her mama comes to bail her out of jail. And we ain't heard, and we ain't here hiding no hair of that bitch for years. So this is like 2012. Tell me why. Two years ago, this heifer gonna hit me up on Instagram, on uh, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, she was known for when she was staying with me, trying to give me this whole long. She sent me a Facebook message that was so long, Facebook truncated it. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook was like, we can't show you the rest of the words. Yeah. You're going to have to download it on your Kindle. <laughs> right. You're about to print this the fuck out. Whatever. This fucking instant. The Constitution that you, the fucking Bill of Rights that you have written. No, ma'am. You cannot put all 17 Harry Potter books on the one fucking Facebook message. Yeah. So this is what she does. So now, oh, so now to you, oh, don't say I'm so proud of you and better blah, 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 blah. Bitch, do you think I'm going to respond to this fucking message? <laughs> After all the shenanigans that you done bounce from house to house and then fucked up my friend. Girl, please. Mm. Please. So, yes, that was my uh, roommate story. Woo, that's that's crazy. One, that's one for the ages. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm just going to say that's probably top. That's the top roommate story of all time. I, Thank you so much. You yeah. know, I'm a southern. I love to tell a story. I love to, you know. You got it. Tell a tale. Can you tell us, like, when she sent you that message, what was like, what was she doing, or was it just like, you think she was just trying to hit you up when it's like, this is after you'd gotten on the show, right? Yeah, I've been here. I've been on the show for about a year. Yeah. Um, I just saw the beginning. I was just like, this bitch. Yeah. How very dare you? Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Me, as if we friends. Girl, where's my rope spray? How dare you? Uh huh. (laughs) So I didn't. I saw the first two. I didn't even open it. I was like, "Oh, she is truly tripping." Because I'm sure at one point in this message, she was gonna ask for help or want to say, "Hey, I'm coming to New York. I would love oh, to." Oh, for sure. Yeah, you always. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That whole "I'm coming to New York" thing. Oh, have fun. <laughs> did yeah. Your, did your friend that went to China to do comedy? Is she still doing comedy? Mm-mm. She met a nice man. Uh, moved to Amsterdam. She got two kids. Oh. Wow. She's like international. Mm-hmm. I think she met that man over there when she was doing stand-up. Oh, crazy. So they China have like a stand-up scene? Like, you can go do stand-up. They have a big expat. I know a lot of people have done shows in like oh, uh, China. I have a British friend who did, was doing uh, English language stand-up shows in Japan. And then yeah. he learned Japanese. But like Japan, they don't have a There's a really like Japanese stand-up scene scene. Like we have right. it here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a friend of mine, cause he's actually in Malaysia right now. He was doing shows down there and then the quarantine hit and now this man is just stuck in Kuala Lumpur. Oh, crazy. I know. That's the, that's the thing. It's like, man, just if you coincidentally were like traveling at the exact time, everything got shut down. Nightmare. And he was supposed to be hosting shows and he was supposed to do Edinburgh Fringe and I was supposed to see him at the Melbourne Fringe Festival. Yeah. Um, and it just stopped all of his work. And then they have a true, they have a friend in Puerto Rico and him in Malaysia. You know, when this chick is on an island, you're fucked, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they have curfews, like a real mm. ass curfew. And so in Puerto Rico, if you're out and about after a certain time, if you're not an essential worker, they'll give you a ticket. Mm. And this apartment building my friend in Malaysia is living in, there is a guard outside. So if you step out the house, where are you going? I'm going grocery shopping. Your ass better come back with groceries. Yeah. Or oh, you have to get them delivered. They are not playing that game in Malaysia. You ain't, He cannot leave the building, I think, unless he's going to the grocery store. Crazy. Or I think they have to get stuff delivered. So all that taking a walk and all of that? No. No. <laughs> no, not- but no social distance uh, hikes. Well, yeah. uh-uh, Malaysia said, sit your ass down. You're going to stay yeah. in this apartment, friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get in your house. Nobody needs to hike, okay? Right, get in there. 
And I get <laughs> and it's starting to get nice too. And I was like, when it's gonna start to get nice, it's supposed to get ignorant. Well, it's, I mean, it's nuts here. I mean, people, you know, it's nice all the time, and but now it's like with Memorial Day weekend coming up, people are just they're getting wild, you know. Uh, I thought it was interesting where they said you could go to the beach, but you could only be on the wet part of the sand. Yeah. And I'm like, but you got to cross the dry part. <laughs> yeah. How are you supposed to get to the wet part without crossing I, I, the dry? I was not a track. I was not a cross country track and field star growing up. I cannot long jump. Yeah. A fucking car. <laughs> I cannot. There's no javelin at my house where I could just stick it in the sand and sail over the dry part and land in the ocean. Ah, yeah. <laughs> what a wild law. You can't be on the dry part of the sand. So what am I supposed to do? Pour a water bottle in the sand and be like, no, 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 officer, it's wet. Yeah. You just it's come wet. with like a five-gallon bucket and just like <laughs> as you're walking. Yeah, gotta, you know, we gotta beat the system somehow. So I mean, what am I, a Cuban refugee doing wet foot, dry foot with you people? No, <laughs> tell me some dumb shit like this. Come on now, I got on a wet part of the sand. You knew you was a jackass when you wrote that down. That's right. <laughs> Uh, well, that, I think we need to uh, kind of put a bow on it and j- get to our final segment, yes, uh, of course, called Confrontation. Confrontation. It's a confrontation. It's a confrontation. Corner. I'm pissed. <laughs> Do you like uh, that, Jose? <laughs> I think I just did mine about how it's stupid that you can only be on the web. I part think. I think you. I think you had a, a confrontation for the last fifteen minutes. And, <laughs> How dare, and How dare was, you! It was amazing. It was amazing. I was in awe, to be honest. But if you got another one, feel free to think of one while uh, me and MK go. MK, what do you got? Should I get? I'll go. I'll go first. I want to call out. I'm. I want to call out. I'm sad that restaurants are closed. Yeah, and I want to call out. You know, I don't know if you knew this, but I would like to go to a diner from time to time. And uh, I like to go to a late night diner, especially when I lived back in Texas in the South. And I want to call out uh, not being able to go to diners because I miss simply being called baby by somebody. I'll take anything. I'm very lonely. I just want somebody to call me sweetheart or baby and bring me something, some good, a good omelet that I love. And... Uh, my confrontation is, of course, with being alone and missing being called baby. That is <laughs> I what mean, I'm missing this week. Wait, are you and Simon roommates? We are, yeah. but he is at the Laugh Factory 24-7, as you can tell from his background. 24-7. I'm, you know, as soon as they open back up, okay, I am <laughs> already got a head start, so. I feel like Simon could just bring you an omelet and call you baby. Simon, I'm going to need you to call me baby. You got it. You call you me by it, your name, babe. and I'll call you baby. Yeah, I do think I do think sweetie and baby is like the official greeting of everyone who works at the Waffle House. Oh, it's uh, uh, depends all, on which you at. Yeah, <laughs> Joseph, yeah. Were you, did you do you like the Waffle House? It's you're from the south. Every time I go back home, I make oh. sure that someone goes with me to the Waffle House. You gotta my go. Mother, my mother likes to go during the daytime. And I was like, that's not what this is made for. Because no. one, we're sober. No. Yeah. The initial no. ingredient in Waffle House is alcohol. Yeah, alcohol and a hint of danger, you know? Dulce, <laughs> <laughs> if we're I, ever in a city in the South together at the same time, I insist we go to Waffle House together. We have to. I'm getting my hash brown set, scattered, smothered, and covered. Oh, is that how you do it? I do cat. No, I do capped, covered, and what's the jalapenos? It's- Pepper. Peppered, yeah. Cap covered. So yeah, I get scattered, smothered, covered, or scattered, smothered, covered, and peppered. Mm. Wow. I got to go with one of y'all because <laughs> I had no idea any of this terminology. I'm just like, give me two eggs and hash browns. Do they I, not have Waffle Houses in um, Portland? I, I never even knew about Waffle House until the first time I like did a road trip uh, mm-hmm. from L.A. to, I think I stopped in Oklahoma City and then came back and that was my first experience with Waffle Houses. And I was like, why aren't these everywhere? <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if they truly live by the rule of the Mason-Dixon line or if they had a um, 
if they had a treaty with Stuckies years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's certain points in the where they just stop because I met yeah. some guys yeah. from uh, Tennessee at a bar in New York, and they were trying to buy a Waffle House franchise and bring it to New York. Thing is, Waffle House does not franchise. Every uh, Waffle House you've ever seen is owned by corporate. Wow. Well, uh, it's also, they have like crazy stuff with like FEMA too. They have like the Waffle House. Have you heard about this? It's like, the Waffle House Index. I pitched a story yeah. on, I think the show talked about it. So I pitched a story for it. So oh yeah, God. there was a guy years ago who used to run FEMA who was from, uh, who had gone through, like handling a storm in Florida. Yeah. And basically like going throughout the South it was the shit done popped off, but the yeah. Waffle House is still gonna be open. So that's literal. It is an unofficial measure, right? But oh that's yeah, how, that's how they count the severity. Yeah. of a natural disaster. Like they know if a Waffle House is closed, they know some shit has gone down. That there's Waffle like, House be robbed. A Waffle House has been robbed and then reopened an hour later. That's crazy. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how they're doing during the pandemic. I don't know. I haven't been in the south. A bunch but. of stuff. 300-something Waffle Houses closed. Oh, wow. There was only, I think, maybe a third that were, uh, like, the 400-something, like, 300 of them closed. Wow. So, but I do, the other reason I've stuck with a Waffle House is that they have absolutely no problem with hiring a convicted felon. I mean, you know, it's it's honest work, and they'll, like, they'll hire people that need work, you know? Right. And I'm telling you, if I don't see a man who looks like he's been to jail more than twice on the grill... (laughs) <laughs> I don't want I want these eggs I don't I'm not going to eat it yeah. No How many times How many teeth How many times Have I been locked up <laughs> yeah. If Since he's got If he's got more teeth Than uh, You know Jail sentences I don't want to eat it You know Oh this man got a whole mouth with the, oh, they, oh they new teeth Okay he's coming up Yeah let him put that <laughs> uh, That's good um, Okay You got a confrontation this week yeah, I'll just do one real quick. Uh, so my confrontation is with, um, so I'm staying, you know, aside from the Life Factory, I'm staying in Rancho Cucamonga uh, with uh, my girlfriend and her parents. And last week I cooked, you know, speaking of cooking chicken, I uh, roasted a whole chicken uh, over some vegetables. It was like, it, Did you it was one it of like I told you. Uh, I didn't brine it, but I did, I did get it to where, uh, I, I stuffed it with lemon, butter, and rosemary, and then I did the the padding the skin down, kosher salt, and, like, melted butter, and the skin got, like, nice and crispy on the outside. <laughs> um, and so my confrontation is with uh, her dad, who said that it was the best chicken he'd <laughs> ever eaten in that house. <laughs> and, yeah, in front of... His wife, who probably cooks chicken all the time, and now his yeah, I know, I know, and now it and and it caused you know a strain in the relationship. Uh, it caused we, a strain in the relationship for you squatting at their house. Yes, <laughs> because my whole thing is like you know I'm squatting here, I'm not working or anything right now. You know, it's like I might as well you know I'll just start cooking the dinners when I can, and I'm. I'm too good at it is the problem. So uh, that's my confrontation with that. I'm like the best chef in the world or whatever. So uh, you I forgive yourself. Yeah. I sage it. I forgive myself. Uh, that is an example of like doing a job too well and like suffering for it. Too well. Too well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Damn son. I know. <laughs> I know. Wow. And then, and then the, that meal got requested to be cooked again. Awkward. It was awkward. No shame. <laughs> no shame. No. How, how long? Been, wait. How long have the parents been married? Oh, like thirty something years. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been uh, eating her cooking for a good minute. For a, for a while. Yeah. Uh. So. Can he cook? What's that? Can he cook? Uh, he'll, he'll, uh, he has like a nice like smoker, so he'll smoke, he'll smoke meats, but you know, it, he'll do that. And then it's like, you know, we take care of the sides, you know, kind of. He rude. Because rude. also, if you out here cooking too, that means that your chicken ain't that great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. 
I mean, I said, oh, I'm tired of eating hickory. How about that, sir? <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of a smoky ring around. Was all. was his mom? Was was Lindsay's mom? Was his wife like actually upset, or was she like? I mean, it was. It, we joked about it. You know, I I played <laughs> it. Off. I I said something funny. You know, to break the tension. But, uh, Where do you sleep? That question. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was out on the couch. Yeah, for the next <laughs> three days, and he's like, "It was worth it." You know, you caused their marriage to fall apart. Uh, you're staying at their house. This chicken is so good. I broke up a marriage. <laughs> we 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 that. we we uh uh-uh. we we gonna pull that out the universe. We're not doing that. <laughs> no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We get that out the universe. We are not. Li- that's not a prophecy that will come forth. Mm-mm. <laughs> Also, if a chicken break up a marriage, I'm worried about the marriage to start with. Poultry took y'all out? Yeah. yeah. Not a quarantine. No. Poultry. Poultry. Fine. Seasoned. Oh, I saw the best tweet. It is said, uh, oh, I have to say this. I don't know what my con friend, no, I, what is my con? I did get into it with Amazon yesterday, but then it ended up benefiting me. Oh, um, oh let's that's see. good. I said, uh, yeah, white people were forced to eat their own food for two months and started rioting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's true it's like wait oh we're spaghetti again yeah Kilo? all right all right you know ketchup is not spaghetti sauce it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is a good confrontation yeah we had to we had to eat <laughs> everything we made ourselves I'm going to go raid City Hall. You got to deal with the man in the mirror first. That's, uh, yeah. that's oh, who you got to talk to. These restaurants, my wife, is, I'm, we're trying. Yeah. Me and my spouse. We're, oh, do y'all do this in LA? So every day at 7 o'clock, everybody comes outside and bangs pans for the essential workers. And y'all oh, yeah. Do yeah. Are y'all doing that there? Or is it LA just like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it. I think it's, a, is it at eight or is it seven? I hear it a lot. Oh, it's going on right now. At eight. Ours is at eight here. Yeah. Oh, okay. The sun's still up. Um, I guess my confrontation would be, um, hmm. I haven't seen any good, like, and this is going to sound fucked up. Me and my cousin were trying to figure out uh, when the quarantine started, what the new, like, what the new scams are going to be. Mm. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic, everybody's afraid. Where are the scammers at? Yeah. (laughs) Someone out here selling like bootleg tests or like still like the people that did like the phishing email. It's like I just got an email from some urgent, it's an urgent care. And I'm just like, what? And they were just like, Yeah, come here and get your antibody test. And I'm like, I didn't sign up for who is this? So I was really like waiting to see. I was like, I want to know what this, like, where are the scams? Like, who's out here selling these fake Rona tests? Who's out here telling you, well, actually, like, uh, or selling out here, like, like fake, like, fake solutions to it? We're like, listen, I have this oil made from sage and rose hips and a special ingredient. And if oh, you yeah. take it, you can drop it in your nose and it'll stop you from it. Like, I was like, where are the scammers? <laughs> Where are the and it's and it's like no, it's not. It's not a confrontation. It's a uh, your confrontation yeah. is with the lack of creativity in the scamming community. So it's called the instant <laughs> urgent care. I've never been to these people. <gasps> is this the scam? I have no. I am not an expert. I have no idea, but it could be. It's generate try. It's a constant contact email. So try oh, that's and keep sure scam. for oh, free yeah. today. Uh look, the Lord will provide. I was out <laughs> here wondering where these scammers are. So wait, I click on this link and it's like book a uh, book a COVID test. Wait, urgent, instant urgent care. I want to see if this is fucking legit. Oh, this is for scanning it. Wait, instant urgent care is real in California. Oh, I've been to these fucking people in California. Ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> so yes, now the confrontation is that I thought I had a scam email and it wasn't a scam. <laughs> Can you forgive them? Can you forgive them? How dare you try to help me? 
let it go. <laughs> well, now I'm pissed because this is, I can't take this test. It's in California. Yeah. yeah. How dare they? That's my issue. How very dare you? So now I have to get on a fucking plane to go to LA to get a fucking antibody test? No, don't do that. Yeah, no. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is my thing. This is my, this. How rude. How, how, oh. I'm a lady, damn it. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, uh, roommates for life listeners. Dulce yeah. is mad that she can't go to California to get an antibody test. And that, oh. that, you know, there's no scams anymore. Where have all the <laughs> good scams gone? You know? Where have all the, all scams, the good scams gone? gone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, we should get out of here. Dulce, where can folks find you on the social media? Um, I'm at Dulce Sloan on all of the things. Mm-hmm. And that's D-U-L-C-E, Dulce, because my mother went to college. I'm not named after a clothing line. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you can find that black ass show on uh, the the uh, iTunes and the Spotify's. Nice. And that black ass show on Instagrams and Black Show Pod on Twitter. I think black ass pod, something like that on Twitter. Well, we're um, gonna we're, roommates for life is gonna follow it right now. So thank you, friends. We I'm can be podcast Twitter. Twitter pals. Ooh, <laughs> wait, y'all don't have Instagrams? Oh, we do. Yeah, we, we do. do. We'll do that too. But yes, yes, yes. yes <laughs> set it. up a, a Twitter for us, and I'm very excited about it. So that's mostly why I mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very exciting, and you can find me that <laughs> yeah, real, real thrilling stuff here. Uh, at Simi Gibson on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, you know that you know keep up with me there. Some mm-hmm. exciting stuff's coming out. Oh. But, yeah. I'm so glad I got this. Like Simon, I think the last time I saw you was like at a show in LA. I know, I know. I think it was like I think it was like literally outside of the improv. No, uh, what was like, what was that show? We were at. Oh my god, we were like some like event space, and like the green room was like up a flight of stairs and some fucking. Yes, room. yes, that was. Oh my god, that was. Uh, I remember that because it was. Um, yeah, we were on it. Uh, and then Chris Red was on it, uh, and then I remember like it was at that downtown warehouse space, right? Yeah, and it was weird, and I remember it because um, it was very it was, weird. It was a very weird show. It was a very weird show. But it was People like were, packed. It was packed, but the audience was very quiet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were weird. Yeah, yeah. It okay. was like a classic, the classic like L.A. too cool for school uh, crowd. Right. It was like 50 cool kids all looking like um, they've never worked before. Yeah. Um, but also trying to look like, you're like, well, I'm in sweats and I'm in jeans and mm, my parents aren't rich. Yeah. And there's booze, but they're not really drinking. It was a lot. And it was so yeah. weird. And I remember it because the cold buyer had just given me a bunch of clothes. So I just had like a whole outfit <laughs> <laughs> of Nicole Byer's clothes on it. <laughs> I had to run from like I was leaving our house and I had to run over to some, my, my friend's house and then go to the show and I was like well fuck it I got I gotta change because I was chilly because it's LA at night so I'm like alright let me throw this shit on and run to this show because I had the wildest jacket and everybody was like what I was like this is a Cole Byers jacket like that's why <laughs> I love that I love that jacket it's so great it's a very like it's like gold it's like it's very ostentatious but yeah that's the last time I saw you, and you were like, we should hang out. And I was like, gotta go. <laughs> you <laughs> literally moved across the country not to yeah. hang out with Simon. <laughs> we should hang out. All right, I'm going to move. You got a job now. on The Daily Show, so you wouldn't have to hang out with Simon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Do you? I know we got to go, but do you, like, you've been in New York for a few years, and you were in L.A. for a while. Do you, like, do you love New York? If Are you enjoying living there? Do you miss L.A.? Are you an Atlanta girl through and through? I uh, spent a lot of time in my half hour and in my sets talking about how this place is a trash heap and they should burn it down immediately. <laughs> um, so my homegirl was like, because I was talking to Sam J. She just did, up the, she just did the podcast and she was like, Nikki, she goes, when she first moved here, she was hating it with me. And then she's like, I love it now. And I'm like, no. She's like, how do you not love it? I was like, nigga, because it stayed the same. <laughs> it's become a new city. <laughs> nothing changed I've just been in this bitch for almost three years yeah. it's still a trash ass city with too many humans 
and all these people have Stockholm Syndrome. They've all fallen in love with their captors, and I refuse <laughs> to do it, okay? Because people act like the being from this fucking place is one, a part of their personality, or two, it's like, well, like, you've been through the roughest city. Bitch, you're not from Beirut. Like, you didn't. What did you go through? The train? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are people who have there are people who had to become child soldiers and you're telling me that you are a yeah. stronger human being <laughs> and then Frank Sinatra is you know <laughs> if I can make it there <laughs> people have had to flee yeah. countries yeah. and you're telling me that you're a stronger better person because you survived high prices at a fucking bodega <laughs> I mean, the, the markup is insane. I think we can agree. With it. Countries have been bombed. People are still leaving Syria, but you <laughs> are paying high rent. Well, there's too many rats in the subway. Oh my god, there's so many rats here. Of course, bitch, there's food everywhere on the fucking ground. This place is disgusting. Of course, there's rats here. We're all on a fucking pirate ship that's sinking. We're on ice islands. What the fuck? And you. Come on. People have been cities that have been bombed the fuck out and had to survive. People have had to walk miles to safety, gotten on boats that were made of nothing. And you, <laughs> you have survived not okay chicken? What are you talking about? You've been through nothing. <laughs> well, my roommate was an asshole. Bitch, are you serious? Come on. No, you still live in America. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> that was another that was another that was a bonus confrontation that was a bonus confrontation mk where can people find you <laughs> oh i'm at mk paulson on twitter and instagram be sure to check me out there uh yeah i think this has been such an amazing episode dulce we're so grateful to you for being here yes yeah, amazing and i love your hair thank you so much oh stop it thank you i love your hair uh <laughs> thank you. it's Simon. Don't care for your hair, Simon. <laughs> no, you know, that's fair. That's fair. I don't I mean, you know, but he's in a relationship and destroying a marriage at the same time. So, you know, let him live. Let him live. Okay. Let him live. I will say this, though. Simon. MK. I love you. I love you, too. Jill say we love you. Thank you for being here. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.